Hi and welcome to Dedox Talks the Dedox a podcast where we talk to some of the world's finest leaders about their detox rituals and how they maintain continuity in a world of noise and chaos how they make sure that the criticism that the world puts on them doesn't affect their insight and they still continue to perform as well as they do thanks for tuning in this is Kunal Sundirmani and you are listening to Dedox Talks the Dedox We have Samuel Levy on the podcast. Sam is the former chief operating officer for Hinge, a app that was acquired by the parent company of Tinder some time back. He's served the incredible roles. He's done a lot of amazing things. It's such a privilege to host you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sam, what's your journey been like from you? Going back a bit, I was a math and economics uh, grad from from Colgate. and uh found my way into some uh consulting in DC for a couple of years and then wanted to join a company internally and landed at Living Social which i had no idea at the time was just such like a living breathing startup um i didn't even really like understand what like joining a startup would mean necessarily um but i got sort of right into it i was one of the not like the earliest employees but an early employee there and it, it just like took off over the course of 3 or 4 years um grew to thousands of employees and and had quite a run and i just got um a little bit hooked on that culture of of growing a company when uh i decided to leave living social i was looking for a company uh that i could join that was potentially even smaller and more intimate which led me to to hinge uh i knew uh the founder justin a little bit from college and i came in and met some of the team um and i was just totally blown away by how uh sharp they were yet like very like modest and and humble uh with some like you know very audacious plans and goals um and just felt like the place to be for me at least and so i joined them um in sort of like a nebulous growth role where i i started running some ads here and there and maybe some growth features and eventually sort of turned to Justin and uh we both agreed that the the product would need to get a lot better in order for us to grow. It was going to be a very very long road if we were just trying to acquire users at 5 or 10 dollars a pop. So uh I then spent the next 3 or so years um working on on the product. We had a year run with like the V1 product and decided that it wasn't even growing fast enough. So we shelved it and we worked on the V2 product from like totally ground up. Um and that is, you know, the core of the version of Hinge that exists today, uh which we launched in uh the end of 2016. At that point as a company, we needed to grow a lot, so I moved into uh an operational role uh leading strategy finance hr a lot of communication uh and generally just building out the sort of like backbone of the company and the growth culture that powered it so that was the next you know 3 or 4 years uh we were acquired by match group um 
within that period, um, I helped with that deal and, and generally um, was uh, like a core liaison between us and Match Group um, as we built our relationship. The end of that story, uh, I left um, in June of this past year. Um, I felt like, you know, the journey was absolutely unbelievable, but I was ready to uh, recharge a bit um, before doing something else. So um, at this point, I would say I'm 70% recharged and getting pretty close to just going, like bring my full passion into the next project. From this, how do you recharge? You know, like people talk about like introverts and extroverts and like whether you get your your energy from people or not. I think in that definition, like I am actually introverted, um, although I'm pretty outgoing. And so over the course of a day, I get like totally exhausted from being like very social and outgoing and lots of like Zoom calls and things. So I like to come home and have dinner with my wife and watch uh, either good or bad TV um, and just uh, zone out a bit. And I go to bed very early and everyone makes fun of me for that. I'm, a, I'm like a very uh, sleepy guy when I'm, when I'm off. When I'm on, I've, I've got a lot more energy. Uh, but when I'm off, I take a lot of naps. I go to bed early uh, and I love sleeping. I guess that's like a very, a very literal, like recharging, I guess. But it's, it's true. What about passive recharging? Say when you're in the middle of like, given the amount of firefighting that happens when you're building something like Hinge and like through all those extreme moments like whether it was the deal whether it was minor growth whether it was changing everything back in 2016 like when you're in the midst of all all the action everything happening what's your recharge ritual there when it needs to be passive i think most people would say that in extremely tense situations i like to bring uh some humor and levity to the situation um and kind of like let's all just like maybe laugh a bit and you know take the weight off of some of these situations and for me that just like brings me sort of back to life back to earth like realizing that like it's supposed to be fun um and uh and you know even if it's stressful you can still have fun because you're you're going through it with people that you love and trust and and you know it's it's all it's all gonna work out i i say that like <laughs> like probably over and over and over again you know whenever an employee comes to me like pretty stressed out i i feel like the mantra and, and i truly mean it is like you know we're gonna solve all of these things like we always we always do so yeah, it's not worth getting like too stressed out about everything. It makes it worse. It's so true. Like often, like so many times, like once you know yourself, you've seen a certain amount of problems. You're like, I know I'm going to solve this. I just need to figure out how. It's so true. I mean, and that was the beauty of, of um, you know, 
the hinge team over time and still is like it was a lot of the same people for like a, a very long tenure and so all of those people saw you know huge problems and huge things that we we overcame and so like when you get to the you know fifth or sixth you know big problem you, you have this like confidence that yep here's another one but like you know we we know how to do this so we may not have the answer today but we know a process that will will get us to the answer so you don't need to like you know go go through that like terrible stressful situation like you know you're going to solve it the question is no longer that it's am i going to solve it it's the question if it's going to be solved is just gone and it, it's it's a good relief i think yeah it just gives you tremendous confidence confidence but not arrogance that like you know you're going to lead your way to an answer because you you've got the right people in the room and if these people can't do it you know it's hard to believe anyone could i love that line confidence not arrogance that is so beautiful so firefighting like through firefighting what like say some particular situation where you really needed to firefight and like like today if there's a big fire coming up personally that you need to deal with and what's the first thing you jump to i think like my first instincts is always to kind of like ask a lot of questions you know you i feel like you can sort of get some of this down to like a process where like first you're just trying to understand like like wh- what's the situation why is it important if it's within an app or something like how many users are affected you know what was the cause uh and i feel like the goal is to just ask enough questions uh to kind of like dig up the like core information and then usually like i've i've found like when this goes wrong you're sort of like you're having a lot of people having conversations like one on one conversations that are like not all connected you know everyone's like panicked and like talking to people and like if if you're an executive you, you maybe like gave out some order that's like you know um being passed along and and now like you have a lot of people stressed out thought is just like let's like reduce the number of people that are potentially stressed out let's pull folks into like one room either like physically or like on slack let's like communicate clearly what what we know and let's like be really clear about what we truly know and what is assumptions or hypotheses and you know let's let's share data in a useful way not like overwhelming way uh from there usually you know a good leader will sort of like cook up you know the game plan like all right like you know there's some insight here from what we're sharing it looks like the root cause may have to do with this like let's you know let's investigate here and uh by tomorrow or by tonight like you know let's share let's share what we found um so you know set a set a deadline as to you know time box what's going on um but yeah i think i think a lot about my tone in these situations i think earlier in my career i was probably like more frantic and probably got like a lot of people involved um and now i try to be 
like a lot more measured and you know bring like a calm confidence to the room and and um and try to be more like surgical you know spending like the least amount of time and stress to uh to figure out a problem quickly that is beautiful i think how our ways of looking things grow so much and like when it's growing you don't realize it but when you look back in the review mirror it's like oh there's just so many fire drills that at some point you, you sort of have to like rebrand them <laughs> because i feel like the word fire drill like it's it even evokes like panic and a lot of our jobs is to like handle these situations gracefully and so like if you came home and you just like you know i turned to my wife lindsay and i was like uh i've just been like fighting fires all day like you you put like a really negative connotation on what is you know a normal part of anyone's job um i think at a certain point i i just felt like this was um you know a core responsibility like things happen things break and you have to just be good at at fixing them gracefully what are your daily detoxes stuff that helps you make each day the exceptional day it is i'm i'm very like imperfect in my like rituals and routines um and i give a lot of credit to justin hinge's founder is an extremely mindful person who practices a lot of yoga and meditation and journaling and as has just over time just like begged and pleaded and pushed me to do a lot of these things and so i've tried them with a very open mind uh i have found that any day that you do a little bit of yoga or meditation before work you're going to have a much better day ironically even knowing that would i do yoga before work every day absolutely not but i did find that at least for myself you know you go to sleep i you know you have a lot of dreams whether you remember them or not you wake up i think your head is somewhat like cloudy um or at least that's how i felt and i felt like if i did some like yoga or you know at some point i tried meditation and stuff like that like you just kind of clear out all of that cloudiness and i feel like you start pretty fresh um with like a just like a very even keeled fresh perspective on you know stuff that starts coming your way and so i you know had a you know great results with that i would also you know do short peloton classes uh you know ride my bike outside uh you know anything to kind of like uh get your head in a really like clear um healthy spot before um heading into work or onto zooms um i found that if i didn't do it in the morning i probably wasn't going to do it in the afternoon so that was like sort of like the key the key period i love biking i absolutely love biking i mean it's a little hard in new york city but there's enough places to ride around uh so you know a good central park loop but yeah it's it's just i don't know it's it's i've found it to be extremely important to like 
you know, kind of like feel in control, feel healthy, uh, feel like work wasn't pulling you in every direction and you had no control of your life. Um, because reality is like quite different. Like you have a lot of control. What got you started with biking? Like as a kid, uh, I grew up in a suburb of Boston and we would just ride our bikes everywhere, you know, to friends' houses or to play baseball and things like that. So I was comfortable on a bike. And then when the pandemic hit, I went and got a road bike for the first time. And because uh, there weren't like that many activities you could do. And so then I just started road biking, cycling, as they would say, I guess. Um, and, and I loved it. I just like, just a fun exercise, meditative, and, and uh, you could go, you know, get pretty far and see some fun things. What I love, I think, most about biking is that when I'm driving somewhere, I'm just waiting, like on Google Maps, looking for the destination. But when I'm biking, I'm enjoying the way I'm seeing everything around stuff I wouldn't notice when I was driving and like just enjoying the place, especially if I'm in a new place, enjoying the place, just ending up at new places. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I, I honestly like don't even do it necessarily for speed. Yeah, just enjoy looking around and I don't know, looking at people's houses along the way and and uh I don't know, usually finding a different path each time. It's kind of like life. I think when you're driving, you're just stuck up on the destination. But when you're biking, looking around and soaking in the journey, new places on the way. Yeah, okay. Moving on to the rapid fire round. Couple quick questions, answer them in the least possible time. Okay, speed matters. Your favorite destination in the world? My grandparents' house in New Hampshire. Your favorite person in the world? Favorite person in the whole world. I mean, I think I have to say my wife, right? Apples or oranges? Oranges. Apple or Android? Apple. Mac or Windows? Mac. Your favorite web series? Drive to Survive, the F1, the documentary on F1. Your favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. One piece of advice that is given very often, but shouldn't be. Whenever people have like two or three assumptions in their in their logic, I, I try my best to like take a deep breath and then try to say as nice as possible. I think those are assumptions. <laughs> the counter of the question, one piece of advice that should be given more often. Don't make assumptions, especially from your own experience. Try not to. And uh, if you're building a consumer product, talk to, talk to a customer. One device that you depend on that's not your phone. The Ring doorbell and security camera in in our house for some reason i just look at that like all the time and it makes no sense your favorite book green eggs and ham is is always a favorite one quick work from home memory the task force that came together like during those first couple weeks in march during the pandemic and like there were so many questions to ask and you know such urgency i remember our heads were just spinning um and uh um one employee her name's candace uh i just remember she just like stepped up and in just like the most graceful way and i just felt like she she represented like all of like the fears and anxieties of employees uh just like kind of perfectly and knew like exactly what would help people like you know get through the day or week or whatever the 
most pressing issue was, um, which was probably like whether or not to like close the office. Um, and like, it sounds easy now in hindsight, like, uh, like offices close, like that's easy. But I remember the moment it was like a little bit confusing, like when and at what point. And, and I, I just thought she just like nailed that entire situation, like perfectly and just like made it all happen. So kind of like a, a, a dark, uh, tough time that like had, you know, a lot of light in it. And I remember, uh, I don't like probably three months later, we had, you know, our scheduled all hands. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like everyone, uh, I think it, it turned into like almost like a costume party. Um, you know, everyone was just kind of like making the, the best of the situation. Like, even if we couldn't all be together, like, people coordinated uh, uh, costumes and, and just like, you know, brought as much spirit to the to the meeting as they could instead of just like it being one of those sad Zoom calls where like everyone has their camera off and maybe not paying attention. So those are two, two, two memories. Getting costumes to the Zoom party. Love that so much. Perfect. Thank you so much for making time. This was amazing. It was a privilege to host you. Yes, thank you so much for reaching out. I was you know, more than happy to and, and wish you all the best. You just heard an episode on the Detox Podcast. Do not forget to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform, whether it is Spotify or iTunes. We are there.